You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Google Play, on iTunes, on the all-new Himalaya Podcast app. Anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We're going to get to your questions a little bit later in the show. Uh, Just a reminder, uh, the Rashawn Gary podcast, uh, the Rookie Orientation Series with the Michigan Defensive Coordinator, Don Brown, is coming tomorrow. And so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you are... Locked on, as you always are. Uh, But I want to start today's show with a conversation about the defensive line and specifically the free agent options for the Green Bay Packers. Indomitian Sue is a free agent. And as of yesterday, so is Gerald McCoy. Now, I had a conversation with Indomitian Sue. I'm going to play you that conversation coming up later in the offseason. And, you know, he is someone that I know that is not loved among Packer Nation. And I understand the reasons for that. Uh, They're not difficult to discern, frankly. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure them out. But Gerald McCoy is not a villain in the same way that Indomitian Sue is. And he's 31, coming off a season in which he played 14 games was top 20 among interior defensive linemen in total pressures last year and is someone who can still help you. He is someone who can still contribute to winning. And I understand that that he is meant to be a three-technique defensive tackle. That's where he's best suited. That's where his his get-off, his quickness, his, his burst really makes him an asset. But... When you look at Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark, those are the only two guys for Green Bay that you really feel good about. I mean, Dean Lowry is fine. He's fine. The The question for the Packers that's going to come in here is, is the redundancy between McCoy and Daniels, Daniels being someone who has to play three technique, who really has to be an interior rusher because of his size, Gerald McCoy doesn't have those same restrictions. I mean, he's a legit 6'4", 300 pounds with solid length. And so, you know, if if the Packers wanted to play him a little bit more outside, they could. And this is, you know, I, I think the comparison between Sue and McCoy is apt in this way. You know, Wade Phillips with the Rams looked at his team and said, we don't have the bodies. We don't have the guys who can play on the outside. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Aaron Donald and I'm going to take Indomitian Sue and I'm going to I'm going to make them play on the edge. I'm going to say you guys have to play out there for me because I need you to. 
And there were times when Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue were able to create pressure off the edge simply because, you know, not everything translates as an interior rusher versus an, uh, uh, an edge rusher for sure. But certain things, edge, get off, power, leverage, hand placement. I mean, there are there are some technical aspects where certainly you need to be, you know, you need to approach the the one-on-one battle a little bit differently and you're going to have to read things differently and you're going to have to react to things differently but ultimately a pass rush rep is a pass rush rep and if you can be a good interior pass rusher chances are you can have some success on the outside depending on your body type depending on your skill set I mean there's a lot of things that come into play here for the Packers someone like Gerald McCoy if they think he can play five technique, if he can play on the edge, can he give you a little bit of what Muhammad Wilkerson did? And then on passing downs, you slide him inside and say, go hunt QBs. Well, then that's something worth exploring. You know, I think that, that we get too bogged down at times with what's going on about specific body types, specific types of players. And the Packers have had success, you know, throwing out some of those types. Mike Daniels does not play to type. Even Kenny Clark, to some degree, does not play to type. And Dean Lowry is a little bit more, you know, if you if you want to check the boxes, he's 6'4", he's 300. Now he's got short arms. And that is not ideal for a five technique. Someone who's going to play that that defensive line, that outside defensive line position. That's why I think Kingsley Kiki has some expectations. He's going to come in and, and have to play snaps because Montrevious Adams is not ideally suited to play out there. And Mike Daniels, we know, not ideally suited to play out there. You don't want to play Kenny Clark out there. It's why I think you know fans were so excited. And, and on this show, we talked about the potential impact of Muhammad Wilkerson because he was someone who was much better suited to play out there. Someone who could be that true five technique. Someone who could be that true five technique. So is Green Bay set? Do they feel comfortable with the team that they have right now? I mean, do they think that they have everything where it needs to be? Or could they be looking at one of these guys? I think you can look at what the Rams did with Sue last year and say, yeah, he can he can do that. He can play outside for Green Bay and play inside on passing downs. I mean, I think there's a good case to be made that he can do that. We've seen him do that. He's a monster. I saw him in person not that long ago. He is still huge. <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. So could Green Bay upgrade their defensive line that way? Yeah, sure they could. And we can't just dismiss it out of hand anymore because Brian Gutekunst does not operate that way. Ted Thompson did. And so if Green Bay felt like there was a player out there that could make them better, I think we we have much more evidence to suggest that they would attack that position and they would pursue that free agent in a way that they just didn't before or wouldn't before. And so when when these big, high-profile names come up, we can't just dismiss it out of hand the way that we used to be able to because Brian Gutekunst, importantly, not Ted Thompson. And so in years past, when someone like Gerald McCoy gets cut, you say, 
well, Green Bay's just not going to do it. Well, why not? Why not? Because he does not fall into the restrictive kind of positional, plotting, you know, interior-only kind of defensive lineman that could be out there and have been out there. Green Bay could see someone who can play outside and who can play inside on passing downs and can be versatile and can play all over their line. He, you know, at 31, it's not like he is totally over the hill. Yeah, he played 14 games last year. Injuries are a question at this point in his career. He's had, you know, he's been durable in terms of games played last few years, 14, 15, 15, 15, 13, 16, 16. I mean, you have to go back to 2011 when he didn't play at least 13 games. And that was the only year in his career where Gerald McCoy didn't play 13 games. And Dama also been a durable player. So are they better than Dean Lowry even adjusting for, you know, body type and scheme fit? Yeah, they probably are. Now, the question is going to be cost. What do they cost? And they're both still, I think, good players. They're, you know, in the case of McCoy, he is coming off a team that is that is wanting to rebuild of sorts. The Rams, I'm sure, would love to have Sue back. They're waiting to see what the market says he's worth. I think the, the most likely outcome there is the market says, yeah, we don't really want him that much because we think he's going to cost too much. And he ultimately resigns with the Rams at a number that he's not stoked about and the Rams aren't stoked about. And that proves that it's a good compromise number. Both of those guys could be potential impact players for the Packers. The question is going to be, what is the cost? And what is the cost where it makes sense? And that's the question that we just don't have a clear answer to. And we're not going to have a clear answer because, you know, Green Bay doesn't have a ton of cap space left, but they can clear some. How do they want to approach this offseason? Do they think that one of those guys can put them over the top? If they do, then it makes sense to, to go with it and, and to try and make something work out. If they don't feel that way and they don't think that, that one of these guys is the missing piece to their defense, then you pass and you hope someone like Montrevious Adams takes a step. You hope Kingsley Key can come in and play for you and, and you feel like the investments that you've made at outside linebacker you know, and Rashawn Gary can probably play a little bit inside, make it make it so you feel good about that position. Maybe that is the case. We'll see. But until those guys sign on other teams, I mean, this is a new era. We can't rule it out. Before we move on, I want to let you know today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. We also, before we move on, have to talk about sex, good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with Blue Chew at BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-improved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And this isn't just for guys who can't perform, but for any guy who wants a little extra function to enhance his performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no 
awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. That's blue, like the color blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. All right, I want to get to some of your questions. Let's start here. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Carl from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Is is Tim Boyle versus Deshaun Kaiser going to be the dark horse for most entertaining camp battle? Well, look, I can't I can't answer this because you you have to decide what's entertaining for you. Uh, do I think this is going to be something that is close that goes down to the wire that we're wondering all training camp who's going to win the backup quarterback job? I really don't. I really don't. And this is one of those things where, you know, you know, Andy Herman is a friend of the show over at Cheesehead TV and, and Pack-A-Day Podcast. He loves Tim Boyle. And, you know, I, look, I get it. Big arm, small school kid, worked his way to this point. There's a lot of reasons to be in on Tim Boyle. Anything we've ever seen from Tim Boyle has been from basically against third stringers. And against practice squad guys in training camp. Against anyone else, I mean, we don't have any reason to believe this guy should even be in the NFL. We just don't. We don't have any evidence. I know Deshaun Kaiser has not been great. And I know what the numbers were when he was in Cleveland and and the slog that they went through with him at quarterback. And he didn't look great against Chicago, and he didn't look significantly better, if at all, against the Detroit. And so you're saying, well, Tim Boyle should be able to challenge for that that role, right? Well, no. No. I, I, I don't see it. Kaiser's just more talented. He's just more talented. And, and you know, I, I think he has some some flaws for sure. And those are things that that he needs to improve and he needs to study and he needs to get better and he needs to work on the processing part of it and he needs to take some fewer risks. But but purely from an arm talent standpoint, and we're not talking about just big arm and being able to sling it down the field. We know Tim Boyle has a big arm. So does Deshaun Kaiser. And you can go back, and I've done this relatively recently, probably more recently than I'd like to admit because it just sort of proves how big of a nerd I am. But I, I've gone back and watched Deshaun Kaiser from last year. Then I watched him play against Chicago. And there's a couple throws. And I understand the fumble is bad pocket awareness. I don't, again, I don't blame the interception on him. I've, I've said that a hundred times. I think that's just a great play by an all-time great defensive player. There are a couple throws that are wow. Just wow. The third down conversion to Randall Cobb. The play to Devontae Adams. I mean, there's a couple really nice throws in there. And then you add in the halftime speech. And I know this is one of those soft skill things. It's one of those intangible things that that some people are going to roll their eyes about. But apparently, at halftime of that Chicago game in week one, he gave an impassioned plea to his team. His team at that moment, because we didn't know Aaron Rodgers was coming back. And he said, look, trust me, and I'm going to do it. I'm, I will come back, I will play better, and we're going to win this game. They did win the game. Uh, a, a quarterback came back with a virtuoso second-half performance. 
and won that game. It just didn't happen to be Deshaun Kaiser. But those moments where you try and galvanize your team, where you attempt to be a leader, and apparently it was very moving that people, you know, they were like, you know, it was a cool moment. That's not proof that he's a good player for sure. But what it does say is, look, this is a guy who gives a shit. And there is value in that. You want your your backup quarterback to care. You don't want him to be the guy that's just happy to carry the clipboard and he's going to have sunflower seeds during the game and, and maybe in the third quarter he gets a little hungry and he, he gets a trainer to go get him a hot dog, Mark Sanchez. You want a guy who's invested in every snap and every throw and every play call and and it seems like Kaiser is that guy. Now maybe Tim Boyle is all that stuff too, but you talk about someone who is a second round pick with draft pedigree, went to a major college school. I mean, he didn't go to major conference because Notre Dame is independent, but we're talking about a legit, serious, big-time blue blood program. That's not, again, proof he's good. It's just a, a, a supporting point to his talent. And he was an NFL starter. An NFL starter. Someone who start a preferred starter in the NFL, even on a crap team, a preferred starter in the NFL. Clearly, he's talented. He needs some polish. And I actually think Kaiser's uh, skill set is is a good match for what Matt LaFleur wants to do because he wants to push it down the field, something Deshaun Kaiser wants to do. Matt LaFleur, we think, wants to get the quarterback on the move, get him to use his legs, maybe not to create on the ground, but to move the pocket, to get him moving in that way and create a run-pass situation for the defense I think Kaiser is a better fit for that than Tim Boyle there's no question and Deshaun Kaiser is also just more talented so you know I understand the perspective of this question I just don't think it's close Deshaun Kaiser is so much more talented when you add in the pedigree and that Brian Gutekinds gave up a a legitimate starting player to get him the Packers are going to give Deshaun Kaiser every opportunity to be the backup quarterback. I think he deserves that based on talent. We'll see how he adjusts to this new coaching staff, to this new offense, and everything that this change in team, in team identity really. It, we'll see what it means for Kaiser and what it can bring for him. I'm optimistic still. I'm not ready to give up on him by any means. So we're going to see. We're going to see. All right, let's get to this question because I think it's an interesting one. And I think it's a, a sentiment that is that is certainly, if not pervasive, common among Packer fans. Hey, Pete, this is Mike from Pennsylvania. I just snuck out on work to give a call in. I heard Colin Coward is calling Green Bay a Super Bowl sleeper, and I believe him. Everyone's freaking out that we didn't draft a receiver. My Green Bay faithful fans remember James Jones, Jordy Nelson, and Greg Jennings, what they did their second year in the league. They were legit starters for us. So everyone, relax. We're going to be just fine. So I'll say this. I'm going to quibble with the semantics here. Um, it is hard. It's hard for me to see anyone, any team, quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers as a sleeper. It just... It's you know the Saints are not a sleeper team. The Patriots are not a sleeper team. The Steelers are not a sleeper team. The Chargers, if you have a superstar quarterback 
you just aren't a sleeper team. I mean, just almost by definition, you can't be because, you know, there's, there's too much there. There's too much. We know the quarterback position can impact the game more and a lot more than any other position. So if you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have Pat Mahomes, if you have one of these top guys, you just can't be a sleeper. Now, when we're talking about their place in the pecking order, uh, you know, that's where you start to say, when you're looking for a sleeper, you're like, okay, who is, they're not the favorite, you know, that's New Orleans, that's Los Angeles in the NFC. So if they're not the favorite, who's in that next tier that maybe we're not talking about as being in that next tier? And I think, you know, it's a little early for any conversation about who is really in the Super Bowl and who is not. Generally speaking, we wait until training camp to have those conversations. I mean, we look at over-under totals and we look at Super Bowl futures and we look at, you know, win total odds and all that stuff for gambling purposes, for sure. But, you know, can we, are we really having conversations at this point about who can win it all? We're not really. And, you know, the narratives may be a bad way to judge this, but I think when we get closer to training camp, people are going to look around and they say, well, we, we know what Green Bay's record was last year, but but Vegas likes them. They were active in free agency. Uh, the, the, the analytic models are going to like them. And if they're the fourth or the fifth best team in the NFC, we think, then they're a sleeper Super Bowl team. Because we know Aaron Rodgers can help his team win any game that he plays in. So if they are sleepers... And maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But if they're the if if the the general consensus is that they fall somewhere, and I think this is true, that they fall somewhere in that four to six, seven, maybe eight range, if we want to really get crazy, then it's hard to argue that they're sleepers because of Aaron Rodgers. And I just think you know if if the Packers, especially if they play well in the preseason, they're going to move from sleeper to like trendy Super Bowl pick. Because there is the there is the runway here. There is the platform to say, well, they got a ton of money invested in the free agent class. They multiple starters. They traded up. They they got a couple guys who are going to help them in their in their draft this year. And Aaron Rodgers is healthy. We think that Matt Lafleur is going to be an upgrade over Mike McCarthy. And so that conglomeration of factors gets you to ten or eleven wins. And if that's the case, they're in the playoffs, and that means they're they're you know quote-unquote sleeper candidates. If they can get in the playoffs, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I mean, we've seen it. So I don't think it's crazy to present that as an option. My concern in this case, for example, is that someone like Colin Cowherd is setting them up to be, you know, oh, well, everyone was predicting them to make the Super Bowl, and if they don't make the Super Bowl, he has an excuse to bash them. That's a separate issue. Uh, but I think the, the, the truth of it is Green Bay should feel like they're a Super Bowl contender. Their fans should feel that way. And they are. They're a Super Bowl contender. I, sleeper is, is the wrong word. I, I just don't think you can have Aaron Rodgers on your team and be a sleeper. So, frankly, they're not. Are they a legitimate Super Bowl team? I think they can be if everything breaks right for them and they pick up this offense quickly. If not, then then maybe not. But I think even in that case... You know, you're looking at an 8, 9, 10-win team that's going to have a chance to, to forge a playoff path. And again, if that's the case, Aaron Rodgers is their trump card, and they have a chance to sneak in. 
And before we go to break, I want to let you know today's show is brought to you by Untuck It. Dads come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their shirts, like tall, short, slim, and relaxed. Ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day? It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy, and that's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com and use the promo code NBA to get 20% off. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. The Rashawn Gary rookie orientation episode with Michigan defensive coordinator Don Brown. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Uh, it is a really insightful look at a player that I think has become a little bit polarizing in Packers Nation. And so you're going to want to hear it right from the guy who coached him. Today's show is also brought to you by Grip6, where their goal is to make the best belt that's literally ever been made. Grip6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, and even moms and wives. It's ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. A Grip6 belt is the only belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip6 has a special offer for you at grip6.com slash lock. Remember, you can also follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya, the all-new Himalaya podcast app. Make sure you check that out. I know a lot of you have already done that, and I'm, I'm happy that you have. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. Share the podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media platforms. Text it to someone if you have to. Go on their phone and subscribe for them and let them. I did this the other day. Someone said, oh, you do host the podcast. Let me look at it. And I, I went and I, I, I had to walk them through the process. They, they weren't really a podcast listener. And I said, here's, here's how this works. If you need to help a friend do that, help a friend do that. This is not Make a Friend Monday, but it might as well be because sometimes we all need help. We all need help from time to time. And if you want to help a friend out to find a show that you really enjoy, and hopefully you really enjoy it, let them know about Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to be a part of a show like today where we are taking your questions, you can do that by hitting us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. That's 920-341-3775 to always stay Locked on Packers.